getting right down to business. Yes! Hurrah! Here we are, yes. Camp Hurrah! Camp Hurrah today! Camp Hurrah. Coming at you from Camp Hurrah with the 1988 classic Cheerleader Camp. Cheerleader Camp. Yeah, very excited. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan, and this is, as always, my co-host, Matt Awkward. Hello! Hello! Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, this is... Uh, I love this movie forever. Yeah, it's it definitely got a lot of wonderful shit in it. And uh, for some reason, we were, it just got brought up the other day, and really? two, two of my friends were hating on it. And I was like, how could you hate Cheerleader Camp? And then, seriously, the day after they, we had this conversation, you sent me the text being like, do you want to do Cheerleader Camp? <laughs> That's like, weird. Cosmic, yes. It's very totally. cosmic, yeah. <laughs> um, there... I hate to agree with them in some cases, <laughs> but there's definitely some stuff to dislike about this movie. It, Not much. I, I agree with that. <laughs> like, as a as a USA Up All Night type yep. of movie, it's fun, and it's full of boobs, and it's full of nonsense, and it's full of, like, goofy shit. To me, it gives you... Every, it's that quintessential yeah. 80s horror oh, feel yeah, yeah. that just gives you everything. I mean... It, it gives you everything, but it's that thing where it's like, it feels like they had two different movies that they were trying to make. Yeah. Where like, they were like, oh, we're going to make this camp comedy. Okay. And then they put, they were like, you know, horror movies sell. Okay. We're going to make this horror movie. And so they made the horror movie, but they kept the comedy and it doesn't feel like it's comic relief from a horror. It feels like they're two different movies going on at the same time, especially <laughs> when Timmy starts doing the fucking shooting near the end. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. stuff. You're just like, I will agree. Like, whoa. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you? All right, doing, I'm Timmy on the streets, bro. Your friends were just murdered. Just murdered. You are. Like, looking... I'm just trying to take my mind off things. Well, don't. Your friends were just murdered. Yeah, no, you're looking real fucking <laughs> yeah. guilty, buddy. Looking real guilty. Um, so yes, I. There's some of those some of those moments. <laughs> and Timmy also straddles a line between complete like sexual assault and funny guy. He goes I can't grant a different time. He goes over the line a lot of times, but I mean if this movie if if what he did happened in real life today, he would be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. He would go to prison. Yep. Uh he has a committed sexual assault. He has filmed people uh without their knowledge. He basically posted revenge porn in the middle of a like a group of people and everyone's like oh that's so charming and funny and even the person who's being humiliated is like no that's me i guess that's me up there that's me having sex and you didn't give me the permission to show it and it's so cute uh so yeah it's sure different time but man mm, no yeah not condoning it (laughs) that's the kind of things that happen in these 80s movies where it was just like right oh oh absolutely hey that guy just ripped the girl's top off at a party and that's comedy and everyone's laughing (laughs) yeah and it's like (laughs) yeah 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 100 not not great but you know it's part of the it's part of the 80s charm that all of that stuff exists in a you know it's not really happening so it's okay Granted, it was probably educating people to do terrible things in their real <laughs> lives. But you know what? We can ignore that for this podcast and just talk about the fun, stupid movie. This um, this I saw the first time when I was 15. And you can imagine like how like this was like the perfect movie when you're like a 15-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've loved this since ever then. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I saw it back then, but man, I because I remember that cover being oh, just... Oh, definitely. And also I remember that when I was renting movies i confused this movie and slaughter high is that the one 
Yeah. Is it what, that which is one movie. is which one is the one that has the cheerleader laying on? Is it student bodies? That's returned to returned to horror high. Yeah. Yes. It has a skeleton those, cheerleader. Those were the yep. two that I got confused. The two the two skeleton cheerleader yep. movies. Um, and so I always rented the wrong one. Oh, whoopsies. <laughs> yeah, this one's much better. <laughs> it is much better. <laughs> much better. Um, okay. So uh, speaking of things, let's start this off Okey-dokes. because this is a, this is another one of those things that's like, oh, if I didn't know that this was like some dude who's making a movie like and doesn't really have a producer, <laughs> I would say that this movie is full of producer interference because this first thing starts off and you're like, ah, oh, you know, we've got a dream sequence. And it's like, why does this look so Nightmare on Elm Streety? And it like, is so Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's many, complete with even that laugh that never gets explained. There's, there's a laugh. There's and ah, she gets slashed with I the three the claws yeah. on the on the arms, and it's right, like it's her pom poms cutter. Right, the, her pom poms that have the claws. The, <laughs> right, her bloody pom poms. Yes, which, which is the, the original title of the movie. Which is a way better title. Yeah, I can't believe that they released a movie, a horror movie like this in the '80s without a horror title. It's just the words. It's just weird. It's not it's cheerleader just, camp of death. It's not cheerleader camp massacre. It's not cheerleader camp nightmare. Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't it be? Why, yeah. I mean, were every one of those possibilities taken? Yeah. They may be. That, that, that might that actually true. be true. <laughs> um, okay. There's not a billion cheerleader camp horror movies. Isn't that weird? In the though? 80s, there wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure that there are by now. There are. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, they even made a remake of this. What? In the. Yeah. What? Yeah, I think they did. I think there was another version of this done, like, in the 2000s. Huh. Yeah. It was terrible. (laughs) I liked it, but it was terrible. I like terrible. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Okay, so lots of Dutch angles, blah, blah, blah. She's looking in her locker, can't find things. Like, she keeps going to different lockers and can't find what she's looking for in any of the lockers. And then eventually she finally gets to this last one, and the the voice is like, we're waiting. We're waiting. (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay, well, fine. I'll just put on whatever's in this locker. (laughs) And so she gets undressed and puts on uh, no nudity undressed, which was impressive for this a movie like this <laughs> and then she uh she goes out onto the field at night with no one else on the field dressed as a cheerleader this is one of those naked in school kind of yep. dreams and she's like all alone in the middle of a muddy field and slips her first move is to just slip <laughs> in the mud um and she botches her cheer she botches and then we her find cheer out the while... only people there are her parents and i love this because i love how some people love to address like this movie the writing is top notch touch and go you're saying top notch (laughs) i was was not gonna say top notch there (laughs) are moments of this writing specifically the dialogue writing that are almost incomprehensible (laughs) that sometimes it's written so poorly did a human write this right exactly (laughs) like there are moments when you're like that's very advanced AI for the eighties that, that pulled this thing together. But, uh, this, this was one of those moments, except it's like, instead of like, Oh, Hey, we've got all this, all this deep seated dream stuff. I need love from my parents. And that's what I'm dreaming about. She says out loud or whatever the fuck it was. And it was just like this, like no subtext, just text, just (laughs) <laughs> right I, need love. I need love as her parents leave um so and that's not gonna come into play at all no no <laughs> no no um and then she starts getting slashed by freddy krueger pom-poms yep. and and because 
uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was a successful film. <laughs> she wakes up and she's in a van full of a crew of cheerleaders on their way to cheerleader camp. Including Timmy. For cheerleaders. Including, <laughs> listen. Who's got a camera shoved in her face the minute she wakes up because he films everything. He films everything. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but it's a plot point. Yeah. Uh, and it works for the uh, the teacher sex scene, the coach. Sure, but I mean, th- none of that comes into play. Like it, it's it just it, is a thing. It's a gag. It's a gag. Right. That's okay. a comedy. Part. Right. Okay. Man, it's a gag. <laughs> <laughs> I love how in the eighties things that are like serious crimes are like considered. It was gags. just a gag, dude. It's just, just a gaff, man. I stabbed him like forty two times. <laughs> you get it, right? You get it. Yeah, and he's good at that camera. He was able to like you know dress up as a birder lady with binoculars and still shoot multi angles uh, of the girls swimming. Yes, <laughs> and then later on he shoots himself peeing for seemingly no reason. Yeah, he was an early vlogger. <laughs> yes, every way ahead of his time. You know, truly, truly, he is. Um, okay, so driving the van is former teen heartthrob Leaf Garrett mm-hmm. playing Brent, uh, and in the passenger seat is Timmy, played by pa- uh, Travis McKenna of Roadhouse fame, of the Fat Clown and Batman Returns. Also that I'm not calling him Fat. That's his actual name in the that credits. Was his actual fat name. Clown. Yep. Get um, off me! Don't at me. <laughs> Um, and he's speak, totally a big fat guy. He is. He's absolutely a big fat guy. And and now, the question remains: How did I mean? How did he get this gig? How did any of these people get this? Okay, gig? to be fair, they're all in their mid to late twenties, <laughs> and they're going to what cheerleader camp? Like this is like everyone was held back, and they're the only people who aren't teenagers, and that's why they're so good at cheering, yeah. as you can see by when you see them cheering. And the movies are uh, so talented. The size of the cast is hilarious too, because. Um, I've seen cheerleader meets on TV, and it yeah, seems like yeah. the squad always has like thirty girls in it. Like every squad in this movie is made <laughs> right. up of like five girls. And also, you only see a wide shot with all the girls one time. Yep. So there's like you see like forty girls at one point, and then it narrows down to only like six. Yep. And that's about it. And then they that's do their the their cheerleader seen. dance uh, competition. In the lodge by the fireplace. Inside. So clearly you couldn't have more than 25 <laughs> no. people watching. Yeah. And we see that there's only four people watching mm-hmm. when they cut back. So that's fun. Um, okay. So, and also we've got, uh, we've got a bunch of interchangeable cheerleaders, except for Corey, who is the mascot played by Lucinda Dickey, who you may remember from Ninja, Ninja 3, 3, The Domination, yep. which we did a while back. Or but the Breaking Who cares movies. about her? She's just a mascot. She's just a... Oh. This in this this is a weird thing about the cheerleader camp world too. It's like mascots are like these second class citizens where they're all there at cheerleader camp, but they all just get like tormented and have to do their own dumb shit and nobody cares about them and they can't win anything. Listen, I don't wanna I don't wanna split hairs about cheerleader camp because granted I know nothing about cheerleading or cheerleading. Oh, you never went to cheerleading camp? camp? I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was not so privileged, but um <laughs> I would feel like maybe they would go to mascot camp. And that maybe there would be like a differentiation between mascots and cheerleaders because they're not cheerleaders. But, you know, I don't know that. So who knows? Um, Not us. And also, so 
Timmy's characterization is that he's like the big frat guy party animal. He's the the John Belushi in Animal House character. Uh, he's always up to mischief, and we get our first evidence of this as he sticks his ass out the window as they roll into camp. And then Brent rolls up the window as soon as they park, no, he, and his ass he, gets he pu- stuck. He pushes him. And it oh, is that what happens? Okay. So it's, it makes for a great gag, though. It does. It's, so his giant ass, and I mean giant yes. ass, just fills the screen. And <laughs> I hope you like looking at big, big butts, because we're going to look at it for a lot. You will. You <laughs> will look at it for quite some time. Uh, for an uncomfortable amount of time, I might say. It does say. get odd. Uh, it, does, it gets awkward. Um, but uh, here the evil instructor introduces herself. What is her name? Miss something or other? Miss Tipton. Miss Tipton, that's right. And she comes out and starts taking roll call right by his butt, but she doesn't see it at first. <laughs> she just ignores it. How did they drop the trauma joke of making a fart here? There is no fart. He did make a fart noise. What? He 100% made a fart noise. Oh. 100%. He did not actually fart. He made the noise with his mouth, and then she smacks him on the ass when she hears it. Oh. And that's what that was literally what caused her to hit him. Oh. So, don't worry. They didn't miss it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they... I guess I missed it. Yeah, you need to you need to crank up that volume. How did I miss a fart joke? I don't know. I must you... be slipping in my old age. <laughs> I was listening to it in high def. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's uh, so this is the evil instructor. She's introducing them or introducing herself to all of the people, and she's like, "I'm here to give you your virginal plunge into the icy hot." sea of tradition here at Camp Hurrah or some insane like the dialogue again beep boop beep (laughs) fucking boop it is like somebody just threw a bunch of words into a blender and then just poured them out onto a page we we made a bot watch 580 (laughs) charms and write one yeah there's there's so (laughs) many I I don't I wish I had written every one of these down but there are so many examples of just batshit dialogue um okay so uh, Corey doesn't get called. She doesn't even get her name called. Who? Corey. The oh, mascot. the mascot. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh. about her. Eh. But don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. George Buckflower puts his big meaty hand on her shoulder and is like, don't worry there, Missy. I'll, I'll help you. I'm I'm just Bob the Handyman. <laughs> Let me go. I'm going to help you. And so he takes her bags up because he's a gentleman. Yes. Uh, okay. He really is. Honestly, okay, and here's the other part of this movie. I've seen it several times. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I don't really know what happened in this movie. I don't 100% know what's going on. I mean, I know that, I know to spoil the ending, I know who the killer is. Yeah. But but, But there's a lot of vague shit going on. There is, man. Especially with Bob, with Buckflower. And the chef. (laughs) The chef who never talks, who is wearing the dead cheerleader's necklace at one point. Yes, but but both or of them is are she imagining that. And then Buck also says at one point, like, I'll take care of it. I always do. Yeah. When shit hits the fan, but it's like what do you mean you always do? Like, like we know when, who the killer is. A dead like raccoon in the <laughs> Is this killer coming up here every week? Yes. Like, <laughs> every single year I take care of it. I don't know. Um it would make sense. Uh okay. So we get a little you can't do this on television break here with, get a barf. with a fake barf making <laughs> making hot dogs and he's coughing like he's got a horrid like bronchial cough and he's like spitting and getting shit on the hot dogs as he's cooking them 
disgusting. And uh, and our main character, what we think is our main character, starts to show himself to be a total douchebag right off the bus. Brent is a bot. total dickbag right off the He just got off the bus with his girlfriend, uh, Allison, mm-hmm. and he's instantly flirting on... Uh, I forgot her name. Yeah, but she's suffering from mental illness. Why wouldn't he be a terrible person to her right now at this moment when she's hurting? Come on. Well, she won't put out. Well, my God. Yeah, because she's suffering from like some sort of serious <laughs> mental illness. And it's like, dude, lead follower, get the fuck out of the way. Yep. You know, like, either help her or get out of this relationship. You are seriously complicating this situation. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, that's how... This will not be his only douchebag move throughout this whole movie. He will make a few more. Um, So, back at the shared room of cheerleaders where three or four of them are sleeping together in the same room. Unclear. Unclear. um, We learn that there's something called a queen contest... And that she's a beauty pageant, And that one of the random generic cheerleaders is really into winning it. Yep, that's Pam. Pam? Played by uh, Terry Weigel. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who went on to some more illustrious movies after this. That's true. Um, (laughs) And uh, so apparently Allison is the one to beat. Yeah. And that's what everyone says because she's so pretty. Because she has what the others don't. Class. She has class. But then Pam says she's not worried about Allison because... She's insane, having nightmares, she has a cheating boyfriend, and she's taken some sort of drug to treat her mental illness. And so Pam is set up to be a nice lady that we very much like. Um, and Corey, the the mascot... It's always on Allison's side. It's always on Allison's side. And so she shows up in Allison's room, and she's like, Hey, I know I'm just the mascot, but uh, can I be your roommate? Cause, I guess Because I guess you have... The only private room in the joint? Yes. She has two beds in her place, and everyone else has, like, six. Um, And Allison's like, yes, but you got to stay on the floor because you're a mascot. (laughs) She should have. She should have been like, yes, but you have to keep the head on the whole time. (laughs) Um, Which is honestly what the fucking mean lady who runs the camp pretty much says. She makes her eat with the head on and some weird shit. And that, oh my god, that line that happens in there. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah. Okay, uh, anyway, uh, back at Brent's room, he and Timmy are talking about how he likes to cheat on his girlfriend and and how Timmy likes to illicitly videotape the ladies. They're both real class acts. Yep. <laughs> great guys. Real great people that you really would like to have around Go your Team family. Pervo. <laughs> Go Team Pervo. Uh, so... Then we cut directly to where all the ladies are sunbathing. And of course, a couple of them get topless. This was my favorite scene when I was 15. Well, duh. (laughs) Of course it was. Shocker. Um, And I didn't even understand this scene. There's nothing to understand. It's just boobs. But there is something. They're just like, oh my gosh, do you really think she's that hot? Oh, she's taking her top off. I'm going to take my top off too. Okay. To win this queen contest. Sure. Absolutely. There is that. But and there's that just generic like we're getting boobs for this. But I didn't realize that there was a significance to the plot in this in the scene. What? Which was that she sees her and she thinks of her as competition, thereby setting her up as like a possible suspect in her murder. Oh, okay. Like sort of the red herring of like, oh, this one's the 
but they never once accuse her even after it happens. So you don't even really think about it that much. I, I never true, did. but it is. But I mean, that is what they're doing. Yeah, one hundred percent. What they're well, doing. Well, they're making everybody a suspect. In this. Right. That's one of those. And this is the thing. Deals. This is the thing that kind of pisses me off about this movie is that I wish that they had established something about Corey and Allison prior to this. Yeah. And honestly, the, I wish they would have established anything about Corey, especially after the, you know what I mean? Like there's no, right. it's the ending is very unsatisfying. Yes. And it would I be, I agree with you. What I wanted out of this movie was for her to spare Allison and to take all of these people out for her because she either is in love with her and she's been obsessed with her since high school or like mm-hmm. she kissed her at one point and she was like, oh no, I'm so scared. I don't want to do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then, but she kept this crazy crush on her and then yeah. decided to murder all of the people to make her life easier so that they could be together. You yeah. know, kill her boyfriend because now you can be with me. Kill the girl who's her competition Oh, then it starts escalating and you start killing more and more people and it's out of control. Sure. That works. This motivation is just a nothing burger. Yeah. It's just, I killed people to be the best. You're a mascot. You're You're not even part of this. Take that cheerleader costume off. Right. (laughs) If you were part of the cheerleading squad, this might even make a little bit of sense. But it doesn't because you're a fucking mascot. So you should have killed the other fucking mascots. Maybe in this world, that's how mascots become cheerleaders. (laughs) They They have to kill at least 10 people. It's sort of like the mirror universe in Star Trek. One, you kill one and then the next one moves up. It all makes sense. I love that. Okay, so... Uh, so we get some great comedy at this scene, though, too, with Timmy um, totally Mrs. Doubtfiring oh here, um, spying on the girls the with girls binoculars. The girls find it so charming. They do! Like, oh, this guy's just perving on us. We <laughs> and, uh, love he it. He gets caught because he coughs or farts or something. Yeah, and uh, then <laughs> they all... sneezes, I think. Yeah. And, of uh, course he does. But yeah, then they just all laugh about it, rip his clothes off, and he's just like, I'm jumping in the water! Boop! And then we find out that the sheriff is also perving on them. <laughs> and he gets and and here's where Buck sneaks up on him or here's where we wonder like is Buck human? Like Buck totally fucking batmans him. He is batmans what he does. him is what he does. Yeah, he teleports in there and he's just like, Argh. "Oh my and, and, god, he always does that." <laughs> and he's like, uh, oh, "What does the sheriff say?" He's like, "Got my eye on the on the duty." He's like, or <laughs> something like all that. All part of the duty. Yeah. More like part of the booty. <laughs> something yeah, like that. Something yeah, like that's that. good. He has some sort of line. And then the second that, like, the sheriff looks back and then looks over to see where Buck Flower was, and he's, he's vanished. Gone. Yeah. So he's legitimately like, Batmaned him. So, are we, is he a magic janitor? <laughs> <laughs> Who can teleport? Buck Flower, magic janitor. <laughs> I would watch that. I would fucking watch the hell out of that. <laughs> I think that was uh, 976 Evil 2. I think he was a magic janitor <laughs> in that movie. Um, okay, so Allison is going to sleep, and she's going to have a dream about her cheating boyfriend. And also, again, to reinforce this thing, she's and also to get boobs a second time out of the one shot of boobs, she's going to dream about that lady getting topless and being like, oh, you know, she's so gorgeous, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, so she's you think that this is still part of her dream because she does that flashback thing and then walks seamlessly to the walks to the cabin yeah. and finds the corpse of one of the cheerleaders with a wrist slit yep. laying on a bed. So you're like, oh, this is still part of the dream. And then it just cuts to Buck Flower staring at her being like, yeah, it's a, it's a corpse. <laughs> oh. 
That's a dead cheerleader. Right? Yep. <sighs> I recognize that. <laughs> I see one of these every week. I always take care of it. Boy, don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about nothing, boy. Um, and so, as long as that bowling trophy doesn't <laughs> fall over again. Oh, God. <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so whatever. they it, And they let all of the cheerleaders gather around in a circle because they're shitty at their jobs. They're like, come on, everybody. Come gawk at the corpse of your friend. <laughs> And they do. Like, literally, yeah. there's like a circle of everyone from the cheerleading squad staring <laughs> at this dead girl. Uh, and they finally go, hey, maybe this isn't the healthiest thing for them to be staring at the body <laughs> of their friend. And so they shoo them away. And Buckflower takes care of it. Um, so we know. Oh, right. So they have a big meeting to talk about the suicide. Yeah. And. They're they're doing like an intercut of the pushing the body out while uh, while Miss Tippy Whipple whatever the fuck her name is Tipton, Tipton yeah. sure uh, I should remember that isn't that the last name of the guitar player from Judas Priest God damn it it's Glenn Tipton so. okay uh, all right <laughs> so <laughs> Miss Tipton uh, is talking about how her personal demons were you know blah 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 and Ew, what well because. <laughs> Because also she has personal demons. She's the one that has the most psychological distress among any of them. And so she's even, it, it's putting the idea in your head even more that she's the one that's doing something. <laughs> Johnny Belch a lot over there. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so. <laughs> uh, All right. So <laughs> this this is after they know that she killed herself. They're back in their room watching the videotape of her topless. Yeah. She's still hot when she's dead. Oh, my God. I mean, I remember being a horny teenager, <laughs> but come on. That seems like a little above and beyond. And this is one of my, my uh, pet wow. peeves in movies, too, where they're watching the footage, but it's just the, watching the movie. They're watching all the different movie. cuts and everything that would be impossible for they're the guy so to shoot. They're so bad about this. They're so bad about it. In the end, when he's shooting himself, they use two different takes. Yes. He says two <laughs> different things. Like when you watch the videotape, he says something different. Oh, my God. They just didn't care, nope. which is great. I mean, you got to love that. Um, okay, so uh, they're saying that there's also some stuff about... Allison being jealous of her, blah, 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 because somebody said that uh, she was the boyfriend stealing type, whatever. And it's like, hmm, interesting. Uh, so Corey and Allison talk about how talented and popular she is. And she keeps saying that she isn't. Oh, I'm not. There are other people who are more talented than me. And there are other people more beautiful than me. I'm not the <laughs> most beautiful person here. Um, and she does all that. <laughs> And, Very uh, well done. Oh, <laughs> dead on impersonation. Uh, so, but yes, but Corey kind of mentions that Brett and the dead girl were together yeah. today. And she's like, yeah, I just wanted to say that so that you, you know, you don't need to feel weird about the fact that that So happened. maybe if you did kill her, I Maybe might. if I killed her, I just, I might. You might think you did it. But I did it. So just, you're cool. <laughs> Is essentially the. We'll keep it on the DL till I cheer right. at the end. 
And then, and then obviously this is this is what made the AFI's top 100 of all time. Of course, is this next scene the one that was referred to by the source as the greatest hip hop performance of a oh. generation? Uh, the two white guys who can't even keep time with a four four click track. I love it. And all they're doing is naming cheerleaders. Yeah, it's so great. Oh, it is indescribable how offbeat and awful this is. It is. You would have to try to get this bad. So I've I've known people that are this bad with rhythm. I, I used to have a friend there who would always drum along to the music in the car. But no matter what song, it would just be like, oh off. my god. And I, and I didn't have the heart to tell him, so I just like sat there listening to like always just offbeat. Like, oh. You're talking about me, aren't you? Yes. I god am. damn it. <laughs> Everybody Learn to drum you bum. Everybody in my band always says that too. Um. Holy shit, it is wonderfully embarrassing and I I can't even just watch it. Like if you if you're just listening to this and don't watch the movie this at all. This movie's also on YouTube too. It just is search on, cheerleader camp full movie. Yeah, you, you can watch it. You can. The scene you, and it's worth it. This movie is worth oh, it yeah. to watch. 100% worth it. It's got boobs. Yeah. And when white guy raps from the 80s. <laughs> it's the best white guy raps from the 80s. <laughs> uh, uh don't worry, do they do they put their arms around their backs and, and, and hug get, themselves? And hug themselves? Yes. Do they hang in the buffalo stance? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> there's a scene during this where it looks like Buck Flowers trying to drown himself instead of listen to the rap. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just got too excited because it's so good. <laughs> Was that? And he sprayed water all over himself. He's like holding a hose yeah. in his face, like he's trying to waterboard himself. He's like, just, just let the lights go out. Just come on, just fucking end this. Anything to make it stop. I, d- I think it was honestly a joke that the girls were so hot that he couldn't that contain was, himself. It was like, it was yeah. sort of an ejaculation joke, yes, yes, like yes. that whole. Yeah, got but it. But they didn't actually focus on any like hotness or nope. like they focused on these fucking dumb white guys. You know what I mean? Maybe if they focus on Buck's face and then a close up of the girl, you know what I mean? Like to show that. <laughs> but it was just like they, they just focus on done, the rappers. <laughs> they should have done that like that pan in the like wicked like the whip pan. <laughs> Like super fast, yep. <laughs> the the super With fast the focus, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have I would have enjoyed that. Um, okay, so uh, then we go to the dining hall where all the mascots are eating. Dinner. <laughs> I love it. This is apparently some sort of like Mr. Miyagi type mascot. This is what training. the mascots have to do at cheerleader kit. They have to live in those suits and they have to figure out how to exist. So they're all trying to eat lunch, trying to fit. Pie through the nostrils of their costumes and drink <laughs> and drinks through Corey's straws. trying to eat an entire baguette through the nose of her alligator costume, yeah. which is great. But um, she's not going to take that, man. She takes that gator head off. Yeah. And she gets scolded for it. She's like, she's like, I'll eat like a human, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're not a human. You're a mascot. She's like, put that head back on. And then she's like, what would you even know about head? She says, you try it. And I'll drop dead if you ever tried head. <laughs> so grammatically, just to the wind. So many tenses. Who fucking cares? Mike no drop. one gives a shit. <laughs> the sentence makes no sense whatsoever. And that was their mic drop. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, you don't do good sex stuff. Bye. <laughs> Uh, would have been a better line. And, uh, anyway, and then she, oh, and then don't worry. There's a comeback from the counselor too, which is, well, I suggest you find a soft spot to land. 
I, we're done here, right? My brains, <laughs> my brains explode. Anyway, uh, Allison goes exploring. Uh, even though the last time she did, she found a corpse, and she's still like, eh, "Let's go exploring some more." And this hope time, I find another one. <laughs> I hope I, I hope I find the same corpse in a different location. Uh, oh, spoiler alert: she does. Uh, this time, she finds the cook chopping up beef and wearing the necklace of the dead girl. And she asks for a soda. And the guy's like, "Soda? Why go into my deep freeze?" <laughs> Where she grabs milk. <laughs> it's a freezer. Why is there non-frozen milk in the middle of this freezer? <laughs> There's just a... Quiet, you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She just takes a half gallon of milk, starts chugging whole milk, which a girl her size clearly is chugging whole milk all day long. Um, and then a corpse falls on her. And it's the same corpse she found before. They never reported it to the police. They, they just picked up the dead girl and threw her in the kitchen freezer. Which is standard protocol in these kind of movies for camp not wanting to be shut down. Right. I mean, obviously that would, the lawsuit that would come after that would, <laughs> they would all lose their homes and, you know, the well, parents, she needs that job. the parents would own that camp and mm-hmm. would be able to auction it off to the highest bidder, but you know, whatever. Um, so that's fine. Uh, she calls the sheriff on a payphone afterwards and is like, hey, there's a corpse in the freezer and they didn't, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the sheriff shows up and he's like, what did you think? The body was just going to go away. <laughs> of course they put it next to the ice cream. <laughs> Maybe not. So Miss Tipton asks if we can settle this in my office, to which leads to one of the greatest scenes of the movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. If, if if this is your thing, is. more power to you. She seduces the cop to get out of it by role-playing uh, his glory days as a football player. I gotta say, I did not know that that's what was happening. I thought that this was just a thing that they do all the time. Yeah, I, well, I think they take care of it. Like Buck says, this happens every week. Every week he has to play his little <laughs> football role-playing show and get it on with Tipton, I guess. Good God. Cheerleader camp is a wheel. It is, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's no escape. Mm. Um, but yeah, they do this great role-playing thing where that where the, where the sheriff's in his boxer shorts with the football calling out his plays and running and, and tackling Miss Tipton in a cheerleader outfit while Timmy is in full-on <laughs> war paint, like yep. camo. Commando. Commando mode yep. with his camera and uh, snorkel, like, uh, I don't know what you kind of call it, know. that mirror kind of pipe so you can shoot through windows. And he shoots the whole um, act. Yep. Which is going to come in very funny. We, we mentioned it already, sure. but yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny when you shoot strangers having sex and then play it all for the public. Yeah, that is that is hilarious. It's very, very funny. It's very funny and not at all a fucking sex crime. <laughs> um, so Leaf Garrett's now stuffing his underwear. This movie's fucking all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Um, uh, so another one of these fucking Allison poking around where she's not supposed to be scenes. She just won't leave good enough alone. She's like... Every second, every time she's like leaves her fucking bed, she finds a corpse. Yeah, <laughs> like a corpse falls Just on stay her. Stay in bed, Allison. Just stay in the fucking room. You're sleep with your damn bloody pom poms <laughs> and leave the outside world alone. Yeah, you are clearly like bringing this on the world. Stop. But um, or is it the laughing guy? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. I mean. <laughs> There's your sequel is probably the deal is that, oh, no, it wasn't that. It was a Freddy Krueger type character who's been haunting the the cheerleader camp. I'll take it. Me too. I would fucking (laughs) 
love that. I would love it. Um, Okay, so more boring conversations between Corey and Allison. They say the exact same shit. This happens so often where it's like... But they're so fast. Every conversation is only, you know, two back and forth and it moves on. It doesn't like... I don't feel like it drags at all. But I mean, I feel like the contest drags... Where I'm like, I don't care about what they're doing in this contest. It's like, I don't even know what I it's do. A- it's why we're at camp. Oh, right. It, is it? Why is it a camp then? It, yeah. It's clearly a contest. Yeah. I, whatever. Contest I camp. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, we start the contest. Uh, we're about to start the contest, but then she plays. He plays the video of yep. them having sex, and then everybody's laughing, and it's hilarious. And what is everybody yelling at it? Like "Live the Spirit," or yeah, they have some I sort of cheer, some sort of term. slogan that she yeah. said. They're using up for that. Like, yeah. yeah, oh, it's I chant it. That's fine. Uh, Allison calls on uh, calls Corey on being a cheating douche, and then then he kisses her, and she's like, "Oh, all is forgiven." Yeah, they're they're broken. Bleh. Yeah, very. <laughs> Another nightmare kicks in. Allison goes to look into one of the dorms. And this is one of the... This is the piece de resistance of this particular <laughs> film. Uh, this is this is what makes this well worth your time. This insane fucking scene. Uh, she finds her boyfriend having sex with one of the other cheerleaders. Pam? Pam. I assume. Um, and everyone in the camp that we know as characters and the mascots and all of the mascots <laughs> are circled around them while they're having sex. Do it again. Do it again. Harder. harder. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Harder. Harder. Fucking hilarious. Yep. That is insane. And as Matt pointed out before, if you'd said that this was fucking... a David Lynch movie to somebody, it's a scene from a David Lynch short film. Yep. Like, oh my gosh. Wow, it's it's got so much meaning. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken symbolizes... Yes, exactly. Uh, the fact that he liked drugs. Um, <laughs> Fooled you, suck it. It's cheerleader camp. Ah, that's garbage. Now it's garbage. <laughs> that's for Philistines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we go to them actually doing cheers. And the whole the whole thing falls apart right here, uh, where you're like, oh, they're cheerly. Oh, they're clearly not oh, cheerleaders. Oh, they did they, not have a choreo- choreographer on they site. They did not practice anything together. They no. just are kind of throwing their hands up. And I move my arms. Kind of throw jumping. them in the air. You repeat after me. Do <laughs> what I just did. Boo. Ha, ha. And every single time they have to do a cheerleading thing together, they're like, shooting it like here's an arm here's one leg here's (laughs) like their face (laughs) because you don't want to show them together because nothing matches um that's also very fun oh i forgot to mention that there's there's also a like there's a tag that goes before all of allison's nightmares after halfway through the movie and it doesn't happen before that, and it's so frustrating the tag? to me. It goes to a red screen to oh, show yeah, you yeah, that yeah. you're in an Allison yeah, nightmare. Yeah, fades red up. But it doesn't happen in the beginning. <laughs> it starts happening halfway through the movie. It was supposed to. They just forgot about it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, they just had an you idea. Guys been, you guys have been fading up to red, right? Uh, um, yeah. yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, nobody's totally. nobody's going to see this, right? <laughs> so, yes. Let's just say yes. Um, okay. Uh, so here's another one of those red fade-ups. And uh, she finds pom-poms on an old stump and then sees her boyfriend cheating on her with 
Pam again, and she murders her with the pom-poms. Yep. Somehow. And... Well, this is after Pamela actually gets murdered. Yes, this is after. So... So we skip the part where Pamela does... She's one... True. Yeah, because Brent and Pamela sneak off. And then she gets the, the scissors through yes. her head? Okay. Well, that happens. We might be jumping apart or two. I think, I think it might actually be later, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, either way... Uh, oh, that was after the lake scene. The, the yeah, second so, swim scene. yeah, so I okay, think it is so later. So it is later, okay. So she, she imagines it before it happens. But <laughs> Corey, being the good friend that she is, wakes up the person that she knows is on oh. antipsychotic meds, dressed in an alligator costume. <laughs> What the hell is up with that? Hey, wake up. You got to go. Take the fucking head off, Dude, lady. Dude, Corey didn't Come even want to wear the head. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to constantly wear the head, waking up her friend inside her cabin by herself? Like, what? Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, so, whatever. The other mean girls are in their <laughs> in their dorm, and they have some sort of conversation about somebody getting honey on their muffin and then and he was clearly very proud of this this euphemism because every person is like honey on their muffin honey on their muffin honey on their muffin beep boop beep boop (laughs) (laughs) sorry got the card jammed in the fucking computer there and it wrote the same line like six times (laughs) Eh, whatever keep going um so now we go to the mascot competition which, even though we don't really see everyone else, the alligator clearly fucking kills it. We don't see anybody else. We well, we see all the mascots, but we, we don't see, see what anybody else up. does. And so <laughs> they didn't even did, waste time showing us one other dance. We should have seen the fucking chicken if we're gonna know that the chicken was clearly not as good. It's not fair, but you know, it was also Leaf Garrett in the chicken suit. Fun fact. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. She does her she does her routine, which is great, and uh, then they do one of those cheap ass audience applause. Yeah, but yeah. then Tipton gives it to the chicken, not right. her, because she hates her. Yes, because she's a mascot. But the other person is a mascot too, so I don't. No, understand. she hates her because of the head interaction. The head interaction. Oh, right, 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 right. Because of that great fucking insult. <laughs> Man, she really, really fucking got yeah. her with that one. I mean, it's so good you forgot about it already. <laughs> Once she figured out that that was an insult and that yeah. it was a sentence, she was so mad. <laughs> All right. So, Allison is now flashing back to her nightmare in the, in the scene with the mascots. Yeah. And this was the funniest line in the whole movie for me was where she's staring at these ridiculous fucking mascot costumes. And she's like, I've seen something like this before. (laughs) I lost it at that one. (laughs) That was fucking hilarious. I don't know if it was supposed to be, but it was funny as fuck. Um, Okay. The contest uh, starts for the queen contest for the queen contest. Right. And then Buck Flower gives us the catchphrase for the entire movie, which is, I'd make your pee-pee harder than a bag of nickel jawbreakers. <laughs> Genius. Which was great, but I had auto-captioning on for YouTube, mm-hmm. which then translated it into, Attend! I'm bagging nickel jawbreakers! You want one? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fucking A, that's pretty great. Attend! I'm bagging Attend. nickel jawbreakers! I'm bagging nickel jawbreakers. You want one? Um, So this is more of that like really badly rehearsed cheering. 
blah, blah, blah. But then Timmy falls off stage and over Buck Flower. And yeah. And what is he laughing about? That they failed? He's, he's like, this Oh, was- yeah, this wasn't the queen contest. This was the actual cheer contest. Right, this was they the were cheer missing contest. Pam. Yes. So they were missing a person. So they so had they to just make tried, something They up. wung it. Yeah. But failed. They and once wung it? T- oh, yeah. That's the that's the past tense of winged it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they wunged it. I talk good. <laughs> I say they wunged it. Um, yes. What's so funny, but we are poor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Timmy goes flying over Buck and it <laughs> scratches a needle drop, you know. And they... Yeah. And then Timmy just gets up and starts laughing like, oops, I guess I made us totally lose. Ah. And then then everybody laughs together. Then the computer glitches out again when it's writing Buck Flowers line here. And he says, laugh, damn it. You can't sing. Nobody was singing. What the fuck, man? And then he goes, I hope you die. I hope you die. (laughs) Harsh, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is an angry old drunk. Uh, Honestly, that's that line was. I've had that happen to me in the store from old drunks before, Mm -hmm. where like I'm like, all right, you're too drunk to be in here. You're gonna have to leave. I'll fucking kill you. Oh, yep. It's like they go straight to. I'll stab you in the throat with a shiv. (laughs) It's like okay, sure you will. (laughs) <laughs> thanks cramps go away but uh yes so he has a lot of a lot of great lines here <laughs> clearly um and now they've got to save face because they've lost everything they've lost everything so far so they can win the queen contest still. if they win the queen contest then they can save face whatever the fuck the queen contest and whoever gives a shit the about the queen this. contest is just <laughs> placing holly and allison up there and having them smile with everybody who smiles best and it turns out that the person who was funny won which i thought was weird yeah the one who did like kind of a little little jokey thing that was okay um but uh the girl, no, not Holly. Connie. Connie. Just steal your heart, but not no, your money. money. Money, yes. That rap was really good. It was really good. Um, <laughs> the girl who was upset about Pam being missing. Teresa. Teresa, sure, man. She's um, like a girl. She's a girl, <laughs> exactly. She has no personality. They don't know. Not a, no, none. No, no discerning <laughs> anything. But uh, she takes off to go find Pam because she is concerned about her. And she's not good at walking in the dark. She's not. And <laughs> while she's out walking, someone won. The blonde girl? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Nope. Um, but it was Connie. Was I imagining something? Or did this punk band that is playing... Okay, so first off... Subway station! They hired a punk band to it, play at a cheerleader camp? I can't, I, I I don't get this either. The, I would imagine that the heaviest record that any of them own is like No Jacket Required yeah. by Phil Collins. So I don't, I don't really follow this hiring a punk. They covered a fear song, right? Am I, was I imagining things? I don't know. They, I think they, they played they Beef song, Baloney. They sing Subway Station. That was a word I heard of them. I heard them doing Beef Baloney, okay, but maybe I was imagining it. Um, so, okay, weird. But also, this was the part where I noticed something about Buck Flower. Mm-hmm. He looks like Crispin Glover. <laughs> like, he could be a long-lost Glover brother. Because he reminds me of Bruce Glover. Okay, yeah, I can see that more. It's very yep. strange. I was like, oh, I wonder if he's a long-lost relative. Because mm. they definitely have very similar faces yep. and facial expressions. Anyway, 
Speaking of which, everyone at this dance is dancing like fucking Crispin Glover, too. <laughs> <laughs> and one guy's got that, that six-can beer helmet. Oh, my God. It's very funny. It's very funny. Um, okay, so Buckflower goes out to follow whoever that person is. Because Tipton tells her, right? Yes. For some reason. Like, yeah, you go find out. <laughs> yeah, sure. And he's like, I'll go take care of it. I always do. Yeah, but Corey also goes out to look for her or murder her mm. um it's and, the ladder it's the ladder and buckflower goes to follow her and so it, yeah buckflower is following cory i think i think yeah whatever no. doesn't matter no. um but i assume it was her because she's because the because miss tipton hates her so oh, i assume yep. that's why he's blah, blah 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 whatever um okay so that cheerleader teresa or whoever it was uh she's out calling the name of Pam in the woods and tripping over shit in the dark and Buck Flowers like well, I should probably go get my shotgun <laughs> of course why not uh, and also he says a bunch of creepy shit about the girls here I can't yep. remember what it was um, the cheerleader finally finds Pam but she's like oh she's asleep with scissors <laughs> coming out of her mouth I need to wake her up uh, that she, went on a little too long. She finally figures out that the scissors oh, coming out of dead. her mouth might yeah. mean that she's dead, and hey, she screams. Pam, come on, seriously, wake up! I'm <laughs> not gonna, on. I'm not gonna look at your other side. I'm just gonna look at you from the back and keep saying, "Wake up, come yeah. on, Pam." Hey, you wouldn't believe it. Hey, hey, hey there, hey, hey, huh? hey yeah, <laughs> Yep. Um, so she then runs off and gets chased by a van, and she is bad at being chased by a van. She runs to the right into the biggest tree that's on the road and just turns around and screams. <laughs> I have a I have a better idea. Go to the back of the tree. I'm yeah. just <laughs> just just a suggestion. Next time if you're being attacked by a van, they have certain limitations. They can't climb trees is one of them. Uh, anyway, whatever. They can now. The new features in the new cars are God, really out so there. Amazing. <laughs> like the animal Yes, the closet come out of the tires. <laughs> I had that shit. Oh, that thing was amazing. Fucking Nissan's going to come up with that any day now. <laughs> I would totally do that. <laughs> they won't stop getting dumb with their cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do, do, do. Allison finds Brent, uh, and Timmy drinks vodka and sexually assaults a woman on the dance floor. But I guess she loves but it. But she loves it. Also, I noticed on the second watch that he flirts with her at the very beginning at the barbecue, too. Ooh, there's a setup for it. There is a setup for it. Huh. Hmm. And it's a very deep character arc for her, too. Yeah, really. In the credits, she's labeled as Timmy's girlfriend. Wow. So they actually become boyfriend and girlfriend by the end. Mm-hmm. You know, that's great. I'm glad I'm glad. She doesn't get happy. turned off by disembowelment, I guess. No, she, they're, <laughs> they're together forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, okay, so <laughs> how are they? Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> guess what? Corey and Allison and Brent are having a boring conversation about nothing in the woods. Uh, they, they're like, then they ask the camp leader to do something. And then someone says, because they can't write a fucking movie, she can't function, which means she's too drunk to go help us. Well, all. she was too drunk. Right. Yeah. Miss Tipton was just guzzling booze at this. That's why I don't understand what this is. Like, she's a camp director guzzling booze. And everybody else is drinking, too, at this party. And, and they're it's a all, summer camp. It's a teenage summer camp mm-hmm. for high school kids. Yeah. Because they're cheerleaders. And she's I mean, worried about losing her job over a corpse? Yeah. Maybe you might want to, like, focus on the, the 50 kids drinking. 
I mean, at this point, she's already been publicly shamed and had a sex tape leaked in front of a bunch of people (laughs) and then was mocked publicly for it. And I don't know, man. At this point, her life is fallen down a hole she's so fucking glug glug. She's, yeah <laughs> at this point she's just hoping that someone will murder her um she might get her wish she might indeed she gonna get a wish yeah um uh, you know same bullshit a million times over blah 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 but this time allison calls the sheriff again uh and prissy drunk camp leader goes for a stumble in the woods well we also have timmy comes back with blood on his hands because he found Teresa. oh okay Sure. It's really muddy here. Yeah. But that's what they call it, and that's when Brent takes the stage and announces Oh right, that's that's after this. So so we see um we see the the camp counselor lady, uh, Miss Tipton. Yep. She's out there and I'm gonna go find the kids. She has the worst death scene in the whole movie. She literally just goes ack and falls over, and we are to assume that something hit her in the back. Well, no, we see what hit her back when we, she shows I mean, up later. Right, yeah. we see it later, but I mean, her actual, yeah. the actual kill. We should have got the close up of the hatchet. The junk, right, there should know? have been yep. something. Because this was, that was like a stage death. Yeah. It was like, yeah, like holding the sword under your arm. Exactly. Oh, I guess I got stabbed. I guess ah, I'm dead. Ah, eat, yeah, it was weak. Um, <laughs> ding, ding. Ah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Sheriff responds to the call, but he says, missing kids, my ass. They're probably out humping in the woods. Uh, but he does Typical sheriff thing to say. But he does go anyway. Uh, that's when Timmy finds the disemboweled corpse and, uh, yep, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so Allison is out in what looks like a barn or something. And Miss Tipton shows up and she's staggering drunk. And he's, she's like, oh, look at this you drunk. too much. Ah. And then she falls down because she's got a cleaver in her back. But Allison grabs a cleaver when she she's falls. she's smart. So now she's holding the murder weapon. But she thinks it's a dream. Yep. So she has, she has really gotten her fingerprints all over everything so far. Luckily, Corey comes in and tells her it's not a dream. It's not a dream. Again, everything here is pointing to the fact that Corey wants to help her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it helps the surprise. But when it's a surprise that's based on the fact that you don't give the right information, it's not a surprise. It's just yeah. annoying. Um, okay. What a twist. <laughs> not, a, not a twist. <laughs> not a twist. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right. So now, after he gets on the after he gets on the mic, Brett g- gets up and he's like, "Everybody's being murdered. Get the fuck out of here." No, no, and, no I like this gag a lot. Like, <sighs> Our friend's been murdered. Don't panic. Don't panic. And everybody just goes, "Fuck!" and yep. boots. And we get this really fun, like fast motion montage yep. of everybody hopping in their cars, and we even see the chef the run out with all his pots and pans and throw <laughs> them in his car too. That was that was good. I liked that. Um, okay, so now the only ones left are the ones who arrived in the van at the beginning and Buck Flower. That's all we've got left alive at yeah, the camp. Yeah, Brent, Allison, Corey, and Timmy. Yep, and obviously and Buck Flower. Um, and so now they're all loading into the van, except obviously except for Buck Flower, and it won't run. Oh, my God. And they, they get out, and they look at the engine, and somebody cut that, that wire that runs cars. And uh, oh, the, the al- alternator dis- distributor cable. All of it. Yeah, all of those. That The car <laughs> control wire. That I hate it when that thing gets cut. Always happening. Uh, so Timmy's in a great mood and ready to party. What the fuck? <laughs> 
He's got his camera out. He's doing bits. He's got yep. oh, he's pretending like, to be. They're like walking after their friend died. The, the fans died. He's just like, I am Timmy, man on the street. All of your friends were just murdered. How are you feeling right now? And um, get this, the girls don't want to play along. It's weird. His evening at the improv routine is not going over well <laughs> with the people who've just watched all their friends get murdered. So strange. Um, yeah, that is a tough room for for your improv act. But uh, so. Buck Flower shows up, and he doesn't exactly make a great case for himself either here, because he, he announces his presence by saying, All right, the girl's dead. Go back, you hear? And then fires his shotgun yeah, in the air. Yeah, what was up with that? <laughs> there are better ways to handle that, yeah. or at least ways that make some sort of sense. Yeah, none of that made sense. No. Go back to where? The camp where you ran from because the people were dead? Like, who's... What? Yeah, exactly. None of this makes sense. <laughs> Um, I mean, the only thing I can I can chalk it up to is that he is afraid of them. That he's like, I don't want to be anywhere around you. Want to use the killer? Mm-hmm. You know, get the fuck away from me. And that's, but that's what you should write as yes. the dialogue is. You one of you is the fucking killer. Get the fuck away <laughs> from me. Boom! Fires the shotgun. Fine, but he doesn't. So now they, what, run back to his cabin to set a convoluted trap for him? Yep, that's what they do. Okay. Uh, but don't worry, Timmy doesn't want to do that, because Timmy's got some funny bits. He's just he's been <laughs> struck with inspiration for some of his hilarious urination material that he does um, for his OnlyFans site. And uh, he does record himself urinating for some fucking reason. Yeah. There you go. But also gets disemboweled. And then also accidentally records himself being disemboweled. So, oh my God, this is another one of these lines that I absolutely hated. Uh, They all run back, and then the woman who just won the the queen contest, she instantly makes the murder of all of her friends about her. She's like, she stops, she's like, oh, look at me. Don't I make a beautiful queen? (laughs) (laughs) Lady. No one was worried about what you fucking look like. <laughs> yeah. Not a single one of us was even. None. Nobody. Nope, nope, not, not one spared thought for what you <laughs> fucking looked like. We've just watched so many murders. Shut the fuck yep. up. <laughs> but whatever. Um, okay. So Corey is doing a pretty good job of framing Brett here. This This dialogue was pretty good. Like the little thing that they do, they do a little round robin talk and it's blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, he was there and this and she kind of like plants a lot of seeds of doubt about Corey. Um, and it feels like everybody at this moment is convinced that that he's the killer. Yep. So or yeah, Brent is the killer. Sorry. Um, so they follow uh, Brent, who has gotten the video cam, the camcorder. They're like, well, I know we're being stalked by a murderer, but let's go back and watch the tape. This should be fun. Uh, and they watch him pee and then get murdered. Which doesn't make any sense, because if What's-Her-Nuts the killer, she's been with him the whole time at that camera. She left Timmy in the woods and ran to catch up with him, remember? Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Unless there's a second killer that will be revealed oh, in the sequel. Oh, shit. The <gasps> sequel was supposed to have two killers. It was a scream thing. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, but we watch the we watch the videotape, and it is clearly a different recording than what we saw in the movie, <laughs> yep. which was fun. 
okay. So in another weird Nightmare on Elm Street thing, we get this this scene of like preparing trip wires and like a really convoluted like survivalist trap. They they it's very end of Elm Street. Yeah, and they they've came up with the the theory that Buck is the killer. So they're going to booby trap Buck's janitor shack, I guess. Yeah. And the best way to booby trap is to take a bear trap and make it fall from the fucking ceiling on somebody's head. And somebody's not just like, fucking face. Not just like put a bear trap on the floor so they step in it when they walk in. Nope. No, I, I if <laughs> if you weren't convinced that Brent was the fucking serial killer previously when he suggests yeah what about we make a bear trap fall and it'll crush his skull <laughs> and we'll cover the bear trap in super glue too so he can't take it off <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great i'm totally not a psycho <laughs> i'm fine he, he's the killer though <laughs> not me <laughs> not me <laughs> not me i'm not into this kind of thing but he does that and it works flawlessly except that they didn't count on the sheriff not following <laughs> any police protocol whatsoever doing a total no warrant fucking no knock and just opens the door and walks in to get a bear trap to the face. And honestly, which is fucking awesome. And honestly, you know what, fucking sheriff, you deserve it if you don't fucking have a warrant and you don't knock and you don't, you know, amen. Like, you know what? <laughs> knock on the door, say police. Yep. <laughs> you know, like you're supposed to, but whatever. So there yeah. it goes. Do you like bear traps on your face? I do. That's how you get bear traps on your face. <laughs> It's the first thing they, te- they, teach, they teach you in you Police, police Academy. Academy. <laughs> that was in Police Academy 1 and 2. Yep. Tackleberry got a bear trap on his face twice. <laughs> Remember that. Um, okay, so Brent tries to kill Buck right out of the... Like, he leaves the... Yeah, because he's like, oh, shit. Okay, I just fucked up. I gotta go redeem myself by killing somebody else because I'm totally not a psycho. Because I'm totally not a psycho. Let me grab this axe and go murder a man to prove that I'm not the killer. And he tries to sucker murder him. It's so awful. He takes a swing and Buck dodges like a ninja. Yeah, because Buck's a ninja. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it's... So he's got a shotgun, so he's about to waste Brent... But Corey was there with the cop's gun. Yep. Shoots Buck Flower, and he does a really beautiful like this. This shot was really good. There's the no hunting sign behind him. Yeah. He's got the shotgun, and he slides down the no hunting sign. That was a good fucking shot. Yep. Um. So yeah, and also clearly there's a big no hunting sign there. He's got bear traps and shotguns. <laughs> this guy's hunting on posted land. I'm saying everybody's asking for it. Everybody's asking for it at this point. Um, So, okay. He was clearly a poacher. Kill him. So now we get the weirdest thing. Now that Buck's dead, I guess it's time to celebrate with champagne and sex. Yeah, this is what you do. Because Brent's totally not a psycho. Right. Uh, He grabs champagne enthusiastically, pours out champagne for him, Connie, um, and uh, Corey and Allison. Yes. But then tells Connie to go call the police. Why don't you go call the police? And Corey should go with him too, so to keep her occupied. And then tries to totally put the moves on Allison, who is still not in the mood. But like, with good reason. (laughs) (laughs) Brent is like the most impatient, like, dude, get my sex on guy ever. Again, when he gets wasted, fuck it. Yeah, it's like at this point, this guy is—he's just been horn dogging it from movie one, not from great. minute one. Yeah, like he's a pretty, pretty terrible monster. But 
But again, so the AI goes ballistic again. And Connie's, Connie's dialogue here, she's just sitting there and she says, kiss, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Which I loved. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. She's short circuiting and they haven't uh, <laughs> got to fix a couple wires in Connie's head. But still good. Um, so she gets murdered going out. She goes to call yep. and she's been murdered. But then, uh, Corey comes back Corey, to, to separate. Yes. And says like, I can't find Connie and gets Brent's help to go find her. Yes. Brent not knowing that she, she killed her. Killed. And then Corey convinces <laughs> Allison to hold the gun, to hold the police, the cop's gun to get the killer. Yes. And then fools her into thinking that Brent killed Right, because they, they get there just in the nick of time to find Brent holding the body. Really, Crying. really good timing. Like, that was, that was pretty sweet timing for her. And then... Allison's a crack shot. <laughs> turns out, turns out that she's a Navy SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> um, we didn't know this going into this, but she takes a fucking police pistol and makes a 30-yard shot... Like, picks it up, doesn't aim, and just kills him dead with one shot. Wow. Like, I can't think of anybody who could do that shot. That's... Allison. Allison. (laughs) Badass. Allison, bloody (laughs) pom-poms. We never got our last name. No, of course we didn't. (laughs) Uh, So, there it is. She's now officially framed for all of the killings. The cops show up. Which I thought was really broken here like, i agree it's we completely talked about it broken. and it doesn't make any sense either like no. people are getting killed and she was there the whole time like yes. they, they kind of make it they kind of try to make it be like every time you were dreaming you were actually doing it but it was like no still wouldn't add up right <laughs> and that's the, what's what's so frustrating about it is there are so many things like that it's like it's like watching a Scooby-Doo episode when it like it's like aha and then it ends and it's like and it was professor mcgarnagle yeah. and you're like what McGarnagal wasn't. No. <laughs> I don't know this character. He wasn't even introduced in the yeah. fucking episode. What are you doing? It's like that's it. It's like this. None of these things add up. Yeah. You just kind of took a random choice. You could have said anybody at the end. Yeah. At that point, because she was not set up to be the killer properly. But Corey gives this weird meandering excuse to the cops that like she was trying to be the best in number one and had to take out everybody. Except that that is 100% not what her personality was like. No. But because the writing is so bad, I don't want to credit this to the writer. But I definitely feel like he was that it was being said at the same time. She was basically giving away her motivations. Yes. Where she was saying that's what drove her to do it and pinning those. And she was projecting those thoughts onto but Allison. Here, but like you said earlier, here's the thing we don't have. We don't have any real motivation for Corey. She's, like this, she's never been shown to have any desire to be a cheerleader, to no. be a cheerleader at all. She's not like a washed out cheerleader. Yep. She didn't get like, she wasn't even the like. That's why we need that classic. She's friends with everybody. Yeah. They treat her pretty decently oh, yeah. all the way up until like the only person who treats her like shit is the. Pam. Yeah. Is yeah. Pam does. And so does the the. 
uh, Miss Tipton. Tipton. Yep. But everybody else is nice, especially Allison. Oh yeah. Who is like really in like in her corner the whole what, fucking time. What we needed here is one of those like classic saw endings. Yes. And it keeps showing all the things that led up to this, but we don't get sure, any of that. That would have been great. And then. Corey just doesn't even waste any time. She just like dresses up into a cheerleader costume and starts doing routines as they're driving everybody away. Or is that a dream? Or is that a dream? I think that's a dream. I have a feeling that's a dream. It's hard to tell. If that's not a dream, she's not as good a mastermind (laughs) as we think. Because like the cops could turn around and then they'll be like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're a psycho killer, aren't you? (laughs) Uh, You got me. No, it's just I always enjoy drinking champagne and dressing up as a cheerleader when my friends get killed. I mean, I feel like once they find out that everyone's got champagne in their system, there are going to be a lot more questions (laughs) about everyone else. Like, once they realized that they were sitting around a fire drinking champagne after everyone else was killed, Mm -hmm. I I feel like the cops are going to be at least a bit curious about the rest of them. But whatever. Uh, Yeah, she does does cheers, and Corey throws her pom-poms in the air, and they're they're bloody (laughs) pom-poms. But they're not, actually. They're just regular. They're they're probably regular because they were renting them and they couldn't afford to get them bloody. <laughs> and then here's where the movie drops the ball because we don't get a rap song. Like imagine if Insane. Timmy and Brent rapped about the movie over the credits, all off beat. Would have been great amazing. That would have been, especially considering uh, what's her name has a song in this. Um, Lucinda Dickey. Yeah, Lucinda Dickey has a song in oh, this, I didn't know that. on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. I, yeah. So. <laughs> They deserved to have a rap song explaining what this movie was about. Yep. Damn it. What if that filled in the gaps? What if the rap song was all about Corey's like past and what led her to this? That would have been amazing. That's, that's it. And then just like snapshots, like yep. little photos of her. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is the part where this character pushed her down a hill. Yep. And this person did this and snubbed her in a fucking dance or whatever. Oh, that would have been perfect. That's Damn it. a lot. I was asking a hell of a lot <laughs> from this movie. Because one of the things that's important about this movie to remember is that the people who made it didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's very important to understand that this was a gig. And they were like, like this, is not, this is not a passion project. No. This is, we needed this many boobs. We needed this much murder. It needed to be this graphic, and then it needed to be this many minutes long, and then get it the fuck out and put it on videotape. And for all of that, though, man, they nailed it and made a very enjoyable movie. Exactly. Because they also because they also did too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like the rap and all the like all the dumb things that they did are absurd. Yep. And it's a real combination of the teenage sex comedy and the slasher film. Yeah. It's like more so than I would say any other movie I've ever seen. It could also possibly have been one of those things where they had a That's, teen comedy and then we're like, oh shit, we need a horror? It feels we can adjust this. One hundred percent feels like that. Like it feels like that was teen comedy from the beginning and then they added horror to it. But who knows? It, it it's so it's so a blending of the two things. It works in my book. Oh, it, I it, love it. Oh, it does yep. work. I mean, I'm, but I again, I think it works because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I think it works because it doesn't work. What makes it so enjoyable is the fact that it's such an oddball, mm-hmm. and it's an oddball because there's all these, you know, incongruous things that get thrown into it, and it makes it super fun. Yep. Yeah. 
What the? What was that? What was that? Is that in here? It felt like it was. <laughs> what, what? Is there a ghost? Is there a ghost of a member of ELO in the house? <laughs> What's happening? Are we at the Astrosphere at Funtown? <laughs> oh, you know a Gravitron was murdered in this room <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> but there's no way it could come back from the dead, is there? Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> it's a Gravitron! <laughs> Oh, well, fuck. Anyway, guys, yeah. uh, thank you for listening, y'all. Yes. Uh, and uh, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Co City Comics. I am Matt Awkward VHS Fiend, and make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Sure, and while you're doing that, you can also go to CoCityComics.com and purchase items. Items like Funbox Monster t-shirts and other t-shirts and other things. There are so oh, many yes. things. Thank you, Justin Fur, for uh, Justin Fur, a big fan <laughs> of the show. That was very nice. Yes, yes, he totally got himself a Funbox Monster podcast. Shirt. I I would have uh, I would have hooked him up with stuff, but David got the order before I did. Ah, I, he he threw some stuff in for him. Yep. Um, but yes, thank you all so much, and uh, and thank you to the people who buy shirts. I sold a few Funbox Monster shirts the other week. Oh, and nice. That was nice too. So I appreciate that. Uh, rate and review us if thanks, you can. Thank, big thanks to my parents for buying the Funbox yes, shirts. Thank, thank you for constantly doing that. <laughs> I appreciate you sending them to different P.O. boxes so I don't realize that it's you. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, but please do that. And uh, yeah, rate and review. Rate and review would, on the iTunes. Definitely appreciate it or anywhere else in the world. Unless um, you think we're stinky, then keep your mouth shut. Yeah, then please shut up about it. Come on. <laughs> there might be somebody else who thinks that we're not stinky. And and we have feelings. <laughs> we, eh. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah, okay, I would, we, we, we pretend we do. No, I would be sad. Yeah, I would be too. And then I would, or am I pretending I'm sad? Oh, I might just sit around drinking champagne. <laughs> try to mack on Matt. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Light a fire first and make it more romantic. Okay, I will. All right. Good night, everybody. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace.